Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. If this is your first episode, welcome. If you're joining us again, welcome back. This week, I have the myth, the legend, Barbara Fernandez here. Barbara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Haley. This is great. I'm already having a lot of fun. <laughs> We've already been chit-chatting, and I was like, let me just hit record already. So tell everyone a little bit about who you are and how you got to become Barbara Fernandez, smartest symbol, smarty ears person you are today. Okay. All right. So let's see a summarized version that won't last six months to get to it. <laughs> I'm originally Brazilian. We can get that out of the way. People hear the accent. That's where it's coming from. And so I moved here when I was about 21 years old as an exchange student program. And I was already in college in Brazil as an SLP. Brazilian college, you have to choose your major before you even get in. And you can't change majors. You have to start over from zero. So I was already an SLP major. And it's all because it's very focused on your field. From the very first semester, you're having classes in anatomy, physiology, biophysics, none of the English 101, I mean, Portuguese 101, <laughs> math, and all these other courses. So when I came here, I was in my last year as an undergraduate student, being both an audiologist and an SLP. My dream was to specialize in voice, singing voices specifically. And it's crazy how life just brings you new surprises all the time. I'm from a city where music's huge. You know, think about the New Orleans of Brazil. Music everywhere, lots of artists, really unique music, a lot of African-influenced culture, music, food, and everything like that. 
So I wanted to work with famous singers of my country, a lot of them that come from my hometown. But when I got here and I was introduced, especially as somebody who became bilingual, since Portuguese is my first language and I was learning English through the exchange student program, I finished and graduated and all of this, my interest became bilingual language acquisition. So that's kind of my focus on my master. So that was my first pivot in my career. I'm not crafty. I am a gamer, like to play video games, grew up playing video games, used games constantly in therapy. And this is back in the day when I had to go pick up CD-ROM and just put it on a computer from the library, wait for it to load, all of that. But to me, it was worth getting CD-ROM to run on these computers because I truly believed in gaming and technology and therapy. As an immigrant, I had my fair share of struggles in becoming an SLP and thought about quitting the field in 2006. I was very close to dropping until I was literally rescued by an ASHRAE program called Minority Student Leadership Program. And that's the only reason why I'm in the field still. But, and I thought about becoming a technology major, doing IT and just leaving behind the field completely. But life just allowed me to combine both of my interests. And I've published 60 plus apps on the app store. In this process, I needed images for my apps. Started building an image library that it became its own thing. It became a separate business called Smarty Symbols. Now you first, you hire an illustrator. I was happy with what the industry had for a symbol set. And I decided to build my own. So you have 500 images, 1,000 images. Then people like Haley, hey, I want to use these images on my own product because Haley has been around for a long time. It comes to entrepreneurship. You've been there from the beginning with me back in, you know, I was started 2009 mm-hmm. and was big. My apps started really popping, being really strong between 2010, 2013. And you were there. Mm-hmm. So my symbols became an, an official business in 2014 from... People like you saying, we want it too. And then I separated the businesses. The symbol set grew with 10, 15. Now we have 30,000. I introduced the concept of diversity, which is really important to me. But it started with just women representation in symbol set, right? We had just these male stick figures in every single symbol set out there. Just the fact that I had a male and a female option, mm-hmm. it was already pretty big. And then we just expanded in, into other things there. And now I'm just around my own business. I live the life of my dreams. I love what I do. Everything is different every day. Even just having interactions like this is, is really things that I look forward to every day. You should be so proud of you. So that's amazing. So coming to a brand new country and accomplishing what you have accomplished. I know you said you were a gamer and you decided to incorporate your passions. How did you even know where to begin? Like... Did you Google how to create an app? Like, I wouldn't even know where to even begin. I would just be racking my brain and being like, yeah, I give up. You're just asking all the questions that are already answered in my book. So I wrote a book that released March 8th called, Hey Sis, You Got This, From Surviving to Thriving as a Minority Speech Language Pathologist. And it's basically my autobiography on the longer version of all that I just shared with you. And in there, I tell people that I literally hired, I put an ad on Craigslist and I said, I'm looking for somebody to create an app. I met this dude at a Starbucks. I was still working in public schools. He had a full-time job. He told me the price. It was significant. It was like two months worth my salary as a school-based SLP. And I kind of went from there. I had no intention of actually having a big business. 
my goal was I have this idea. The iPad didn't exist yet, right? I'm creating an app for an iPhone. The idea that there will be even something called an iPad, a bigger screen, it was not even a thing. So I just thought this is having such an impact as me picking photos from Google to put on my phone. I can streamline this and make an articulation app. So I told him, look, I'm making, I want to make this app. There's these things called phone names and there's sounds and we break them down and trying to explain to somebody who's not in our field, right? <laughs> Basically, I'm going to have the screen. You're going to push a button. It's going to be the sound. And then we break it down in position. There'll be all three, sometimes two positions. And then I want to display the picture with a way for them to track data and have it individualized by each student so that they don't have to do. I remember just thinking about this whole tally mark on paper, right? So we went back and I agreed on the price and I started just doing the back work to kind of put out that articulation app. And it was my very first app on the app store. It's and today's called, yeah, today it's called like Articulate Plus and it does so much more than, than that, you know? Were you surprised by the response from it when it was released? Like, what was it like putting it out in the world and getting people aware of it? You know, the interesting thing is that I have a photo in my book of my very first booth. Oh my goodness. I used, I, when I was navigating through my smartest Facebook page the other day, not the other day, a long time ago. And I saw that photo. I'm like, I'm so embarrassed about this photo. So I removed it. Right. And then I just to come back around and put it back on a book. And I had no idea what I was doing, but I, at that booth at Tisha, the Texas speech and hearing convention, People would come to my booth and they're like, what exactly do you have? And I, at that time, so I published my first step around November, December of 2009. So this was March of 2010. I already had five or six apps. So in a period of three or four months, I hadn't been able to make my, my investment back. And I was like, okay, I think this is something. But this was just like nationwide. My thought was, if I sell one app a day, the app was like $29.99. If I sell one app a day in 30 days, wow, I'm going to go on vacation and I won't need my salary to go on vacation. This is like my vacation money. This was legit my, my thought when I started all this. And I'm there at Tisha and people are like, there's no way in hell that I'm going to let a student touch my phone. Do you know how much this iPhone 3G costs? <laughs> right? It was like our most prized possession. It was our iPhone, this touchscreen device. So yeah, I had trouble convincing people and my booth. And luckily, Apple had bigger plans for an iPad and it just changed the way that yeah. people didn't have to use their personal phones anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was your reaction when Apple came out with the iPad? Were you like, oh, like. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so by the following year in 2011, actually, was when they released the first iPad. And I was at the Tisha convention, you know, two years after that. My booth looked a lot better. <laughs> uh, but the iPad, even though it had been announced, it was not out yet it, by March. I think it released like in April. And of course, I was in line for hours on end. You know, there was these long lines in front of the Apple store to get a device. Yeah, I was there. Maybe I could have sent my husband to like spend the night there on the chair yeah. with a tent. Remember those days? He was like crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So Apple releasing a new technology, it was pivotal for my growth in my business. That's for sure. You know, it's about, there's this book that I love called The Outliers. And it's about people 
having the skills, but also being prepared for when other innovations and other things in the world just happen. And for me, this was it. It was one of these nice moments in history that worked out for me. You were already making apps and now here's a device more designed for that. Like you were there already. Yeah. How'd you come up with the name Smarty Ears? Mm, that's so cool. That comes also from Clueless Barbara. I had the name prior to deciding that I was going to make an articulation app. Smarty Ears came from me reading a research paper on how babies can discriminate phonemes all phonemes and all different sounds, but we lose that ability as they get older based on which language they actually hear on a daily basis. And so my thought is I'm going to create a listening program that people and babies and adults and kids can be exposed to, to maintain that ability until they are ready to learn other languages. When you start learning other languages as an adult, especially if that phoneme is not in your language, you have so much trouble actually listening and hearing the differences. Phonetics class sucked for me. It was so hard to hear vowels that I don't have in my native language. The E and the U, uh, to me in Portuguese, they are the same sound. So it took me years. You know, I was in grad school and I'm like, okay, I feel like I can hear now. But it takes time to practice. So that's, so my goal was to create a listening training app. And then I was like, no, 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 I'm working. I need an articulation app. So that ended up becoming my first app. And I never created my listening training. I'll say I never heard of that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. I'm curious of all the apps that you've created, which one is your favorite? Mm, that's for sure. Articulation assessment toolkit. It was probably my app number seven or so. So it was still released within probably was released in 2010. So within that first year, it's extreme. You know, the idea that you can come into an assessment with a transcription on the top and then have the technology generate a report automatically. It was brilliant. <laughs> I absolutely loved the app and I've given tons of presentations in the beginning as I was sharing, you know, technology and apps. I traveled a lot and I've had many instances of people would stand up and clap when I was showing them that app. You know, of course the app today does so much more than that too. But yeah, that has to be hands down my favorite app. Yeah, for sure. How long, on average, does it take you to conceptualize to bring to life one of your apps? That depends on how complex the app ends up mm -hmm. being, right? And also, if I'm working with an author, mm -hmm. at some point, Smart Ears start having people author apps. I've worked with 25 different SLPs who became Smart Ears authors, and they get paid royalties for that contribution. So if I have an SLP, let's say that is an expert in aphasia, and they submitted, for example, an app that we created called I Name It. They created the vocabulary. They created all the queuing system for the naming app. My job was solely to translate that content into a digital format and flow and create a user interface with my team and the programming. That flows faster than if I have an original idea that is mine and I'm sitting to do and playing everything and going back and forth. But I've had apps be done in as short as two months. I worked on a project, I received an NIH grant in 2019, and it was supposed to be a, a year-long project there. So I was creating the app for six months from June to December. And usually the funding, in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to work on this app longer than December 31st. So it was, it took me six months to fully complete that project. It's a huge app. We had to go to a studio, get actors to do videos. 
record thousands of words and then editing, then adjusting the level of the audio on the videos to gaming, to certificate. I mean, all sorts of things. So that app took six months and then there was an audiology component to it for measuring the loudness of the environment before starting the use of the app because it's a listening training. And I was sitting here December 31st, 2019 with 10 iPads, all which have different microphones and tons of decibel meters to make sure that things were reading accurate. And my program is, Barbara, how about now? Can you run this? And I'm like, okay, I, I have a photo also in my book on this. This was very difficult project that dragged on much longer because it was so complex. Wow. That makes me even yeah. more proud of what you accomplished. That's Thanks. amazing. That's so amazing. Over the years, have you seen a shift in people's viewpoint on incorporating technology in the speech room? This is an awesome question. I have always been on the more contradictory scale of the subject. And I think it got even worse for people who think screen time is terrible, but better for people who are willing to see everyday life. As some, There's a lot of unique things that happen in everyday life. And this is before COVID-19. Of course, COVID-19 changed the way people are responding and accepting and tolerating screen time. But I have always been an advocate that it's about the quality of the screen time. A child possibly watching Netflix videos for 30 minutes. It's not the same as a child receiving teletherapy for 30 minutes, right? Or playing an education app versus playing a gaming app. Even though I, I couldn't even say that with a straight face because I also think there is a lot of value in kids playing games. For me, learning to do a strategy and cognitive building, I think gaming was huge for me in that area, right? But I wouldn't even go in there. I would just go general, say, yeah, it's better to do something educational than a game just overall. So um, quality, and- not quantity. Yes. And another aspect is people like to think and complain about screen time as if the parent and the family would be doing something else instead of that it's more positive than the screen time. And I'll give you, sometimes they are trading no screen time on a learning app for a child having time alone with no social interaction. So I would still say, yes, screen time where they're learning X, Y, and Z, it's better than alone time. If the, if the mom is going to take a shower, especially now being a mom, and the child is there, maybe, yes, five to 10 minutes of them having a game is better than being alone doing nothing, having no simulation whatsoever. So it's just the things of everyday life that we need to be more cognizant of parents and everybody's specific needs in the context. Yeah. What tips would you provide SLPs struggling to incorporate an app where they feel like they don't know how to supplement or use it as a tool? They, they want to like just use it and expect magic to happen. Like what advice would you give to someone who's struggling to give that balance of therapy with the app kind of thing? Yeah, it's really cool that from my standpoint, I can say 100% of my apps, they are designed as a tool for an adult-child interaction. The only app that would probably fall outside of this was the app that I created for the NIH, that it is a listening training that, in fact, adults shouldn't be involved. The child stays and just listens and goes through the program, right? But all the other apps are meant to be a tool in you being the professional. And I'm very biased on as somebody who struggled inventing what to do with a piece of paper. And I was like, thank God, this is, gives me so much more to play with. You can be on a screen 
that is for articulation, you know, for example, Articulate Plus has a whole section on stories and it focuses on stories by sound, but you can use the stories for language. There's a huge question that are, even though it's an app for articulation, you can have a group that is articulate language and you're both using just an articulation app. Your question actually reminded me early on at an ASHA convention, somebody came to my booth and said, Hey, I use your articulation app, but I'm, I have one issue that I want to tell you. There is a picture of a mango, and I forgot to mention the story in my book. There's a picture of a mango, and I have a problem with it. You know how sometimes you hear something and your brain just goes, what could be wrong with a picture of a mango on an articulation app? Is it on the wrong phone? Is the image bad? And I'm like, okay, so what do you have against the picture of a mango? You know, I teach a lot of uh, low SES students, so I don't think having a fruit that is not everyday life that they are not experiencing, I don't think it's appropriate to have that fruit. Okay, so obviously I struggled in responding at the moment. This is totally one of these that you go home and you're just so amazed that an SLP would be taking this side, right? Yes, it's a map for articulation, but we can be using this for building vocabulary, right? And so this is the technology and the pictures for an articulation card. You can use it in so many different ways. Yes, the child is there for articulation. Build vocabulary, right? Maybe this is a learning moment here for other things that you have that you can take that moment if you think, okay, when you discuss mango, Let's go look up information about mango and explore the fruit as a whole separate thing than sticking to the plan. The apps are just tools. I love it. I love it. What would you say to yourself 10 years ago that you wish you knew or advice to yourself or a pep talk you would give yourself in a challenging moment? What, what would you say to yourself 10 years ago? You should have sent this question beforehand. <laughs> I don't send questions ahead of time for a reason. <laughs> right? Right? I think I would tell her that things will be okay. Just that piece of reassurance that you aren't going to stay in a state of survival for very long. A lot of us feel so stuck in the state of survival and it feels like we are experiencing fog. And for a long time, both as an SLP student and early in my career, it's just even the state of survival. You can't absorb anything. You can't actually thrive because you're struggling to survive. And I think... I needed that reassurance. So I think I would, if there was a time machine, I'd go there. I'd reassure her that she'll be fine. And now on the flip side, what is the future for Barbara Finney? I have no idea. More apps, more books, more. Definitely not more books. (laughs) No. I never. Turn it into a movie. Turn it into a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I never intended in writing the book. The book was a combination of events in my life that just kind of led me to writing the book and sharing some of the wisdom that I've acquired in my journey. But it's a very diligent, time-consuming, long process that doesn't fit with my personality, right? I think the technology allows me to explore my strengths much more than writing a book. And speaking of exploring our strengths, I keep thinking I've became uh, such a huge pro personality test and getting a self-awareness person. There was a huge shift for me once I understood that I, I do well with constant change and motion in my life. And this idea of unpredictability for somebody like you, I imagine, and I might assume here, that has ducks in a row 
this is very different from my personality, right? And so when you ask me a question about it for the future, I could sell my company next month, right? Even though today it's not a state of mind I'm in, I've already refused offers because I still have work to do here. I don't know, Haley, maybe we set up another chat in the future. Yeah. I know where things are going. Mm-hmm. I love it. You can count me in. And hopefully we will see each other again at Ashes because, you know, I miss our Novembers together and all different events. I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. Seeing all my favorite SLPs. Yeah, yeah. My last question is what advice would you give to someone who has this dream for creating something, whether it's for the field or just in general, whether it's to write a children's book or to create a game or to start a private practice? What advice would you give to someone who has this big dream to do something that might be out of their comfort zone? Don't wait until you have your ducks in the world to get started. Just take the first step. If I, because of my personality, if I waited to have everything set, I would still be there. And there's a lot of insecurity that comes with it, but just take one step at a time and things are just fall into place. So true. One of my favorite mottos, quotes is, done is better than perfect. Get it done and fix it up later. If you keep waiting yeah. for it to be perfect, it'll never get done. Totally. Wow. Totally. I love it. Where can everyone learn more about you and everything you have to offer? Okay. So I've been very active on Instagram lately. So finding, reaching out on a DM on Instagram is probably the fastest, easiest, most reliable way. Seemed like an ad promotional ad here. It's okay. Uh, We'll have all links in the show notes. (laughs) It totally sounded like that. So Geek Barbara is probably the best way. Email, but probably if you want to really get to me, Instagram is probably the best, fastest route. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Barbara. This was amazing. Everyone listening, you too can go from surviving to thriving just like Barbara has and go check out our book, go check out our app, go check out the Academy site. There's so many amazing things that Barbara has to offer. So definitely go check it out if you want to incorporate more technology and more fun ways to make screen time appropriate and not just busy and Netflixy. I think that's a term, Netflixy. I'm making it up. All right. Yeah. And I end all my episodes with a joke because jokes are language-based and total fun, and it's a great rapport-building thing. I promised Barbara I would have a technology-related joke. Why did the computer keep sneezing? Why? It had a virus. (laughs) (laughs) Totally appropriate in these COVID days and, you know... Totally. Technology slash COVID combined to make a joke there. But I'm ching... Until next week, everyone, whether you are heading into work, walking the dog, doing laundry, heading to sleep, whatever it might be, stay out of trouble. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. It means the world to me that you're tuning in each and every week and getting the jolt of inspiration you need. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at my website, speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.